Welcome to the Mindset for Runners podcast, helping you to access and unlock your true potential as an athlete. Hey, it's Rob here and welcome to this episode. I want to say thanks to all the feedback I got from the interview I did with uh, Joe Ward, the winner of the Costa Kosciuszko Ultramarathon from 2021. So thanks for everyone for that feedback. And exciting news, um, I'd like to put it out there. I will be interviewing the wonderful and fabulous, everyone's favourite athlete, Jay Gaffey, who recently won the Ultraman Australia unbelievable race in Noosa. Um, so what I'm asking is, if you'd like a specific question to be asked of Jay that I can ask her in the interview, something you really want to know, whether it's about her training, about her mindset, about her nutrition, about uh, the way she approaches um, her training for something, anything at all, please just email it to me uh, at athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com or you can uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, Rob Mason. And yeah, send me through some questions because I want to make sure you get the most out of the interviews that I do with the athletes. All right, so this week, I've got something really cool. Um, I read a book a long time ago when it first came out in 2012 when I was trying to figure myself out and work through some of my pre-race anxiety as I was starting to do um, longer and longer ultramarathons. And the book was called The Tools by a couple of psychotherapists, Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. Um, And in this book, I started to use a tool that I'd forgotten about until I was preparing for this podcast. So let's get stuck into it. This podcast is about uh, reducing your anxiety for pre-race stuff, like pre-race anxiety in the week before the race or months before the race, or for training anxiety and even anxiety in life. Um, And it's a tool that is so simple and something that you can switch on and off whenever you want. It kind of occurred to me in the last couple of months, just talking to more and more athletes as I do now, and just the different approaches people have. So for instance, I was talking to one person and they hated swimming in the open water, absolutely hated it. But the other person loved it, loved the freedom of it, loved being out there, loved being in nature, all that kind of stuff. Then one person I spoke to hated running hill repeats, just hated it, couldn't stand, didn't look forward to it, hated it, couldn't wait for it to be over. And the other person was like, you know what I love the best of my training? Those hill repeats, I just love them. And I started to think about how many things in life um, this kind of happens with. So, you know, some people love swimming in cold water and some people hate swimming in cold water. And so I started to go down the rabbit hole and in the psychology literature, there's a lot about approach and avoidance psychology. So basically, do you go towards something or away for something or, or even more specific, do you perceive something as being a threat or as a reward? Now, I'm applying this to our training as runners and as triathletes. And I'm thinking about, do you, when you think about the next race you have, is there any fear around it? And when you think about maybe a training session, is there fear around a specific type of session or a dread or something? But if there is, that would put it in the threat category. It might not be the whole thing, but it could be part of the, the race or part of the training session would put it into threat. But if you're like, oh, I love competing. I, that's what I train for, Rob. Listen, what are you talking about? There'd be no fear around a race. I absolutely love it. I look forward to it. Well, then that would be a, a reward or an approach mindset, if you like. 
So I just want you to kind of think about if you're someone like me who does um, do a lot of pre-race anxiety, I'm going to own it. That's definitely a strategy of how I do it. Um, then we need to delve into A, what's happening in your brain and B, what the hell we do to turn it around so we can start to um, perform better. Because basically that pre-race anxiety, pre-performance anxiety, pre-training anxiety, whatever you want to call it, anxiety in life is draining our energy and taking away some potential of our performance. And that's what we're most interested on this podcast is how we unlock more of our potential as athletes. Right, so let's get into it. I read through a heap of these studies, which I really don't enjoy, to be honest, but um, I wanted to find out what goes on in the neuroscience of approach and uh, avoidance or reward and threat. Most of the studies are done on rats. They're mostly done with pressing buttons and monitoring. So they actually hook up like a little cap onto their head that they can tell what part of their brain's activating. It's quite fascinating. But if I can summarize everything I read, it kind of gets back to the basic thing about when you're in fear, you're in the lower part, the hind brain, um, amygdala, limbic brain, reptilian brain, crocodile brain, lizard brain, insert your um, metaphor of choice for the bottom part of your brain, the oldest part. And when you're in avoidance, you're using the prefrontal cortex, the more the thinking cap, the, the the more the recent part of our brain is only only two million years old. So, what's happening when we go into threat? We're going into again the amygdala and the bottom of the um, limbic system, which is reducing, which is actually sorry, producing um, our neurotransmitters like cortisol, adrenaline. And all these horrible things that make us anxious and wanting to be on high alert to run away from something. So I think about the race I'm going to do. I perceive it through my brain as a threat. It goes to the bottom of my brain saying, oh, this is danger for Rob. He's going to be, you know, competing in this race. And they give me a cocktail of all these bad stuff that flows through my brain, through through my, sorry, my whole body, through my nervous system. And I experience what I would label anxiety. Now, the next person standing next to me goes, I can't wait for that race. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, you've been training, training. I can't look. They look at that through a different filter and it goes. It lands in the part of their brain, the prefrontal cortex. Please, if you're a neuroscience or, or a doctor or even have any idea of this, please forgive me for the way that I'm butchering this beautiful, amazing science. I'm just trying to make it practical. So it goes to the front of your brain and it's a re- you, you experience a reward through thinking about the upcoming event or almost like an excitement. Um, But there's no threat, if that makes sense. So where we're going to go with this next is you can flick the switch merely by how you are thinking about the next race or that perceived thing that you hate, running the hills, going in the cold water, blah, 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 blah. Now, if we go back to the book, The Tools, the author's have a really good example of this. Uh, the author is doing a seminar. He's a very well-respected psychotherapist. He, actually, they're about to make a documentary on him in Netflix by, by one of the um, uh, very leading producers. I haven't watched a movie besides kids' movies for 10 years, so forgive me, but he's a very high-profile producer who worked with his therapist, and they're going to make a doco on him because he's so good. So this guy, Phil Stutz, he said he met a um, NFL running back in one of his seminars, and the running back came up to him after the seminar and said, you know what, I've re- you helped me realize something. I'm not the most talented guy in the NFL. I'm not the fastest, but 
I'm the one who's not scared to get hit, as in to get tackled. And Phil said, well, you know, tell me more about that. And the guy said, as I was growing up in my college years, before I became professional, I would get on the field, I would pick the biggest guy on the field, and I would run straight at him every single, every single game. And through the years, I conditioned myself to not be scared of running at the biggest guy on the field. Now, isn't that fascinating, right? Because most of the running backs out there are trying to dodge getting tackled. And this guy had the same fear, but he's like, I'm going to get out there, I'm going to get pummeled by the biggest guy on the field, and that's the worst thing that can happen, and I'm going to get on and I'm going to perform. So Phil starts actually, over these years and years and years of being a therapist, he, he invented this tool that he calls the reversal of desire. Now, I'm not going to go into the tool in this um, podcast merely because it's very specific um, the way he teaches it. It's all over YouTube if you want to have a look at it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about it, but basically what Phil Stutz teaches in this tool is think of, and I want you to do it now, just think of the thing that you're afraid of. Now, it could be could be the next race that's coming up. It's a daunting distance or you're going for a PB or you're going to try and you know get the highest place you've ever got or something like that performance goal. Or it might be running hills with um, your coach or with your, with your crew. Or it might be, again, swimming in the open water. It might be calling someone that you haven't called for ages. You've been putting off, oh, I've really got to call that person, but I don't want to. Or it might be telling someone that you love them, that you haven't told for a while, okay? Well, these things can bring out that fear. Um, and I want you to think about what it is. And, and, and if it brings up fear, which, you know, this is what I want you to do in the example, just kind of feel that fear, right? And feel that avoidance, if you like. Now, Phil starts talks about in this tool, Reversal Desire, take the feeling, but detach it from whatever it is. So it's a person you haven't called for a while. You're like, oh, I've got to call that person, but it's, I just don't want to feel the fear. Take the feeling and detach it from the actual thing. If it's a pre-race anxiety, think about the race, feel the feeling, push the race away, right? So all you've got left is the actual emotion or the actual cocktail of um, cortisol and adrenaline and noradrenaline, all that kind of stuff, right? So what he teaches his people to do, his um, clients, is a very simple way to shift it from um, being fearful of it or threatened by it to wanting to go towards and through it. And the next step is a very simple phrase. It's sometimes um, so simple that sometimes you can dismiss it, but please don't because it has got some very good um, you know, roots of where it's come from. And he uses that phrase, bring it on, right? Now, even if you just say that right now, think about that thing and, and just think, bring it on. Now, he gets people to stand up and actually yell it out. Bring it on, right? Now, he's thinking about that feeling, he calls it the pain cloud. So if you think about the feeling that you detach from the thing that was making you scared, he imagines the black cloud in front of you and he's like, bring it on, right? So you're going to charge through this thing. And then he has another phrase. It's funny because I said I wasn't actually going to tell you the tool, but it's too good not to share. So I'm going to share it with you. His next phrase is, I love pain, right? So instead, so instantly what he's done in that moment, you might even be able to feel it now if you've done that. He shifts you from the bottom of your brain, the amygdala, which has hijacked you into thinking that this thing is an all-empowering, fearing thing that's going to overcome you. And he shifted you to your prefrontal cortex where you're like, bring it on. I love pain. The next thing he says is pain sets me free, right? And as he says that, he gets you to run through the cloud. 
So it's quite a visual thing. So I'm going to go through the steps again. Think about, again, you might think about something else if you like, next race that's coming up, um, running a PB, running hills, something you don't like, something you've been putting off. Um, take that feeling and make it like a black cloud in front of you. Phil Stutt says that, that, that the pain and the fear is like a monster in your dreams. If you run from it, it's going to chase you. But if you turn around and confront it, you realize you can dissolve it and it will disappear in an instant. That's what he does here. Get the black cloud, put it in front of you. That represents the fear, the pain, whatever. Then you use the phrase, bring it on, right? I love pain. And then you're going to charge through the cloud and say, pain sets me free. And as you charge through it, you're going to imagine yourself being propelled out the other side towards what you really want through running that PB, through enjoying swimming in open water, through making that call to that person, through having that conversation with that person, through you know, going after what you want through the fear and despite the fear. Because, you know, really, what Phil's trying to get you to do is realise that that pain could probably stop you from ever, forever. The pain's not going to go away. It's going to be, sorry, the fear and the pain's going to be there for the rest of your life, basically. So we've got to learn how to deal with these things. So I hope you got something out of this. If all you take away from this podcast is you can shift the way that you are approaching something merely by saying, bring it on, or I'm not, you know, this is not going to stop me, or something, a mantra that you have. And what you're doing in that moment is shifting yourself from the bottom part of your brain, the lizard brain, which wants to run away and hide or fight or everything. And you're shifting yourself to the thinking cap, the prefrontal cortex, which is going to allow you to experience what you want, that, you know, the goal-centered part of your brain. I hope you got something out of it. Um, Once again, I'll be interviewing Jay in the coming week. So please either email me to athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com. Or you can um, look for me on Facebook if, we're, if you're on the Kayama Triathlon Club or Kayama Running Club. Or you can find me on Facebook, Rob Mason's my name. And send me through some uh, questions for Jay. And I'm looking really looking forward to that interview with the, just an outstanding human being who's going to, I'm sure, teach us a lot of what goes on and what makes her tick to be able to do these extraordinary races. Okay, if you like the podcast, please uh, share it with somebody else. Um, to, to help them on their way as well. I really want to help as many people get over this and get through this stuff so that we can all you know, unlock that, that side of us that's going to allow us to become better athletes and ultimately better humans. Till next time, thanks for listening again and I'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mindset for Runners podcast. I hope you got something useful and practical out of this episode. If you have a question around the mindset of runners or athletes in general, please email me, athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com, and I'll answer your question on an upcoming podcast. And if there's anyone you know who could benefit from the information I share in these podcasts, please share it with them. See you next time.